Welcome to the Purple and Gold Frames podcast for October 18th, uh, episode number four. I'm Marcel. I got my man Lakealoo right here. Yo, yo, yo. So we're going to start it up as we always do with the calendar. Two games on the agenda. What what uh, what we have yes, this sir. week? Yes, sir. Monday, we got Portland um, at the Staples Center, 7.30 tip-off. That's Staples. the 19th. Right. And then uh, the 22nd on Thursday, 7 p.m. at the Honda Center, we got the rematch. The uh, rematch. The Golden State Warriors are back in town. Yeah, that was a tight game uh, yesterday. So that's going to be cool to see CGS come back. Yes, um, sir. But uh, with those two games, we'll end up uh, preseason, fruitful preseason, right? That's uh, it, man. This that's came by came by super quick. This week is super short. Leading into next week, big debut the the regular season against uh, the Wolves, game right? against the Wolves, and we'll talk about that. Uh, I guess in a little bit more detail in the next podcast. Yeah, do kind of a, a preview mm-hmm. of the season uh, and uh, kind of go over that game and many more. But it's been exciting, so uh, let's get into it. All right, let's get into this segment around the world that uh, we do every week. Uh, Marcel's going to take the first shot. Go ahead, let him know what's uh, your topic for around the world. Well, it's a sad topic, and I know it's a topic that a lot of uh, Laker fans and Sadly, the world has kind of uh, gotten into yes. with our main uh, man, sixth man of the year, uh, Lamar Odom, uh, going through a whole bunch of troubles. That's you know, tough, man. Today, uh, the reports say that he's doing a lot better. So uh, I know everybody was monitoring Twitter feeds and all it, you know, yeah. all of these news things, trying to hope and pray that he would make it through. The situation so you know it's, it's not really a basketball thing but it kind of is in that all of the NBA and lots of Laker players you know have been connected to it and kind of talking about it and even going leaving the game going to the hospital yeah man it's it's you know LO man had touched a lot of people in LA when he was here during that championship run Man, I was just going through some highlights the other day looking, you know, just kind of doing a little refresher on, on him. And dude was a monster, man. He was like the sixth man of the year. I mean, dude was good. And it's sad, man, to have these 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 issues and, and, you know, for it to be played out like how it's playing out. And people to be, you know, coming out of the woodworks saying this, saying that, positive things, negative things. It's like, it's just like how you said, it's all over TMZ, all these uh um, what do you call them? Entertainment shows, and it has nothing to do with basketball. But the basketball community sees it in a different light, I believe. And, yeah. and for me, as a fan, you know, it was it was heartbreaking to me, just like everybody else, to know that this man is is dealing with these demons, you know, these issues which nobody is Im- immune to. Not no superstar athlete, and not no regular Joe Schmo. My prayers went out to him as well as everybody else's, and. You know, I'm glad to hear that he's uh, feeling a lot better. He's probably not going to be the same physically. Maybe his yeah. his body's not going to be the same. But I know man, he just was trying to work. He was trying to work out, right? Uh, yeah, he that's was. That's why he was that, out there. Right? Yeah, that's what that's what some people were saying that he was out there working out. Uh, but some people questioned that as well. Like, why were uh, you going to work out in Las Vegas? Vegas yeah. <laughs> you want to go somewhere like Big Bear or somewhere mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the boxers are somewhere to go. But anyways, um, not out of the woods completely yet. He's got a. He's still. I think he's. He's gonna have a long battle with that. I mean, but just to hear that he's, you know, 
uh, not on life support or, or you know machines ain't working for him. He's doing it all on his own. It's a good it's a good thing. And man, big ups to Lamar for pulling through on that one, man. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough. I think we don't. I don't like to get into people's business and whatnot. And his decisions are his decisions, obviously. But I think going into that whole reality world and that whole entertainment yeah. sort of cesspool. Uh, I don't know that the the man could handle that. I mean, with all of the things that he's had to deal with and and his journey and his life and whatnot, uh, he's been blessed tremendously. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's also had a lot of challenges and kind of curses to deal with, and dealing with that in the limelight of entertainment media, which is vastly different than sports media, mm-hmm. um, with all of the the things that go along with that. Plus. The, the substance abuse issues, but that world, you know, the Kardashians and the entertainment stuff um, kind of feeds the fire. Feeds the bit. fire of it. Like, to be an athlete, to be a, a professional athlete, a basketball player, you you really cannot be a drug addict. You know, if you're a drug addict, I, you're going to wash out of the NBA or die on the court or you're not it's not going to work pretty very well. Yeah, your body is your tool, right? Yeah, you got to keep You got to keep you know your your tools sharp. You got to keep your body sharp, and you're getting paid millions of dollars to take care of your body. That's your investment, and you know poisoning it with uh, substances and 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 the such. You know it's, it's 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 tough, man. But like you know, like I said, man, nobody's immune to these things. Everybody yeah. everybody could get touched. It doesn't matter if you're the president or a regular Joe Schmo. It's something that that affects everybody. And we always talk about the drug abuse, or we always talk about the symptoms. I think it goes deeper than that. I, you have to really go beyond the the, the drug use, the, the vices that people have is just a, a band-aid for something. Yeah. So, so when you pain, get something. some some hole that they're trying to fill, so if you get to the root of that problem and try to figure out uh, what it is that you need to heal that part, that those other things could go away. Yeah. That's my Dr. Phil for the day. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's 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 uh it's so tough and it's real. You know, it's it's yeah. a lot more real than who starts and. And who gets cut or, you know, any particular game. So it's sort of a sad topic to talk about um, because this is not over. Even he, if he, you know, makes it and makes improvements, you know, we it, this might not be the last time we talk about this, this topic. And I don't yeah. know the prognosis for Lamar. It's a tough road for him and it's not an easy fix. It's not some sort of band-aid. If it was some sort of band-aid you could put on it the brother would be fixed and he would be playing ball yep. but it, it's not so that's a tough shot you got that you was got, a tough one you got another shot uh let's see shot? here let's talk about hey i know what's up let's uh, since we're getting into since we're wrapping up preseason mm-hmm. let's talk about the decision that byron has to make on this roster so that what are they at right now 19 19 players i think and they need 15 at max 15 players so i think they have to have a minimum of 13 players, I believe. So okay. uh, I don't know if he's going to, to keep a little bit of flexibility. Uh, speaking of Mitch Kupchak, uh, I think it's a little dicey. I think that uh, Ryan Kelly playing well, to me, kind of switched it up a little bit. Yeah, because we were on his... On his uh, yeah, we thought you he was in the doghouse. Was that our gone. first or second podcast? Yeah. We put him on, on, on ice. I yeah. mean, yeah, 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 we put him on ice because he wasn't doing too much. But now we're starting to see that he's got a little bit of game. 
yeah. starting to emerge. So that sell, that probably uh, he's, he's saved not, his, his roster spot. He's not selling for that jumper. He's, he's actually going to the hole. And I think he's kind of been a beneficiary of people giving him the benefit of the doubt in terms of that being a shooter. Although I don't think he's shown that necessarily. But, you know, they're up on him a little bit more. So he got, him, he got the rep. He got the rep so <laughs> he, can, he can take advantage of that. And he has been taking advantage of it, taking it to the hole. But so, what do you think? Who's that odd man out? You know, I mean, because l- let's look at the guys that are definitely not okay. going to make it. I don't think Jabari Brown's going to make it. I, I think he's. What would you say? Would you agree, Jabari? Yeah, I don't think, especially at that at that position there, you got a lot of guards. Mm-hmm. So he's probably the odd man out there. Yeah, I don't think. Frazier. He, what do you think? About yeah, Frazier? I think Frazier is one of those other guys because it's a guard. You know, the same thing. I think Holmes definitely is is gone because I don't think there's enough room for him on there. Yeah, that's another position. You know, at that forward spot. So that's three. That's three, and they need so at the minimum they got to cut four, right? Okay. So that leaves one more. What are we looking at here, Rubber? Robert Upshaw and Robert so- the two Robs <laughs> Robert Upshaw Tariq Black okay and Robert Sacre I think we only have room for one Rob you know I mean? <laughs> it's between the two Bobs <laughs> it's two between the two Bobs because I think Black I think Black is going to make it um I think he provides something different than both Robert Upshaw and Robert Sacre yeah he's a different look he's a different look he's not as big as them, but he's more mobile than them. Yeah, he can and run. He can run and, and kind of just bang a little bit and, you know, bring a smaller lineup to to the table. So, so Robert Sacre and Robert Upshaw, who would you who would you cut? Well, you know, Robert has been Robert. I, and I, wait, wait I, you got to clarify okay. though. Uh, Which uh, Robert? No. <laughs> Robert Sacre has been the same dude. He's never going to be a great NBA player. Okay. But, I, you know, everybody says he sucks, but he's, he, his ceiling has never been super high. So, and I don't, I think sometimes he's, you know, he may not have a great game, but what do you expect from the dude? He's playing hard. That's, that's the only thing that yep. you can ex- expect from him. And I think you get that from him every single time he, he's out there. Robert Upshaw, you know, we've talked about him with his demons and, and, and we just talked about L.O., you know. We talked about um, the guy having a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's which which one? Because if we rely on Robert Upshaw and something happens, then we got to go out there. I guess at the at a bare minimum, we'd have to go out there and get somebody else. Yeah. And maybe we can find another Robert Sacre. So I guess if we could find another Robert Sacre, just in case... Um, Upshaw didn't pan out. I I would lead toward Upshaw because he has blocked some shots. He's he's he's. So you're you're saying you you'd cut Robert Sacre? Yes, I would eat the money. I would eat the money, and um, I would keep Upshaw and bet on him, and I would just be looking in the D League, look, cause I cause that's basically what Robert Sacre is right now. He's like <laughs> a D League player. So I think. You could find somebody. Maybe you won't find somebody who is as seasoned or who has that same hustle. I don't know. Who who knows what's out there in terms of the D leagues or, or overseas or, or whatnot. In case Robert Upshaw doesn't pan out, doesn't pan out. But I would bet on the talent of Robert Upshaw and hope and pray and you know keep an eye on him and <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> tap his phones, make sure you know. 
everything but see, is good. But see, that's the thing. It's like you don't want to be doing these are these, yeah, these are adults. They're not yeah. teenagers, you know. Well, that's he's what, young too. I mean, he is. He's, yeah, I guess he is. He is. He's a youngster. But I would go the other way, and I would cut. Uh, Upshaw. Upshaw, yeah, because like how you said, it's a big question mark, and we know what Robert Sagre brings to the table. We mm-hmm. we know what we're gonna get on the you know night in and night out, and plus he's a good cheerleader. Have you seen him on the bench? <laughs> Have you seen him? Yes, definitely. So definitely. I think that plays in, in a fool. You yeah, know? <laughs> I think that plays into the locker room. So he kind of keeps this jovial vibe in the locker room where everybody's kind of loose. And does you know Robert Upshaw bring that, or is he like yeah. you know? So there's I think there's more. In that sense, maybe there's more than just a basketball play. You got to take into consideration everything else that these players bring to the team as a whole. So, and that with that, I would say that Upshaw gets the axe. But the thing with if you do that, Upshaw is going to get picked up somewhere. I think he's shown just enough where some team somebody will jump on him. Somebody will jump on him, and that replacement cost to find another guy like that with that much talent I think it's very very difficult to do because if he didn't have those issues like we said he would have been drafted and he would have you know you know been been picked up so I think it's just kind of blocking out uh, the other <laughs> other teams if um if we hold on to him for, for a little while I think Robert may get picked up some somewhere else to be a third center because that's basically what he is um Robert Upshaw could be a backup center you know, second, a second, um, or starting. You know, if he if he if he really 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 got it together, but he could definitely be a backup center. So um, we got some other dudes. I mean, Meta Meta. You think Meta's going to make the team? Yeah, I think he'll make it just for the sheer fact that he's a uh, he's would you he's like a sensei. Mm-hmm. He's 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 the wisdom, or he's got that. You know, he's barking at these dudes' ears, getting them straight. He's kind of like a play, he's like a coach on the on the on the on the on the court there, you know, extension yeah. of, of Byron out there. Right now, I think he's like the fifteenth man, and as long as he can, because <laughs> you know he can, you know if he can if he can knock down the shot a little bit, because he hasn't been that defensive guy. He he's he's got the intensity. But you know, Ron Ron from back in the day would get a lot of steals. He would oh, he would yeah. do a lot of lot of things to disrupt, and he's trying to do that. But I don't know if he's been as successful. And then his shots his shot is not really falling. So, um, but he's but I'm all for him making it. Yeah, I think he brings that attitude. He brings mm-hmm. that that intensity. You know, yeah. if it's not on the, contagious. If it, sort of yeah, thing. if it's not on the if it's not on the team. I mean, if it's not during the game or whatever, it's probably during practice. You mm-hmm. know, and during the game is when they showcase it. Showcase you know, so it, people, yeah. you know, the teams are made on on, on on practice. And you know who showcased it? Hurtis. I think oh, Hurtis yeah, is yeah, definitely yeah, making yeah. a team. From what I saw, Kim that was B. his first run, right? That was his first run, but that was a hell of a run yeah, for that. Man. Just that quarter he played. I mean, I'm I'm sold. I, I'm, I'm sold buying, too, man. I was kind of like question mark, big question mark there, and we're kind of like even we're talking about mm-hmm. it, like you know, what is this? What is who is this guy? What 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 mm-hmm. does he bring? And we talk like, okay, yeah, that dude sold up his spot in one one quarter there, sold up his roster spot real quick. Anthony Brown and obviously um, from that dunk. We're gonna talk about that dunk, uh, Larry Nance. Are oh, probably making making the making the squads, and they've shown enough to 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 keep and roll with them. I think because the other thing I was thinking about, why haven't they made cuts yet? 
it, it, they're taking their time mm-hmm. and figuring out what's going on. If they knew what they were going to do, then they would have made the cut already. They already know about Sacre, right? So it's yeah. looked like they're judging. Maybe it's meta they're judging too, but it's those big guys I think they're really I mean, we're looking at the roster and we could see right away, you know, hopefully they're seeing the right, I mean, hopefully they're looking at it the same way we're looking at it. And, you know, if we have to cut four people and we kind of like went down and Jabari Brown, Michael Frazier and, and Jonathan Holmes. Holmes. Oh, what about Anthony Brown? He does yeah. I mean, he's got, a, he's young. He's, he's kind of quick. He has a shot. But they started him. They started him and he hasn't made a lot of points, but he has been good defensively. I rewound, rewound the game several times to look at what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And he was in a lot of good places. I could see him play that middle ground and, and get out to the shooter, get back. He was he was really, really, really good at that. And if he can knock down a shot, he would be um, a, a good asset. Right now, I don't think his offensive game has you know come to come to light but i have seen him get back there was one i forget which game it was there was a steal or something and he got back but he didn't overly commit to anybody and he was there to contest the shot and we got the rebound and and he stopped that um, oh yeah that that play that was very very impressive so i think he's definitely going to make make the team so i'm black hasn't played a lot that you know, people say that Black is ha- you know probably solidly going to make the team, but he, they, he, Byron has not played him a lot. So I mean, yeah, maybe maybe he might have a little nagging injury. Maybe they're just giving more run to these guys that are trying yeah, to get the team. Maybe they know. Maybe they know. What's up. Um, so you're saying Jabari Brown, Michael Fraser, and Jonathan Holmes, Definitely and not. Robert Sacre. Those are your four. Robert Sacre, and I think that that's why it's probably taking a little long because they got to eat that money. Yeah. So it's a it's a decision point, and they know Rob. Rob has been around for a little while. I'm just kind of reading tea leaves, and I could be completely wrong, but I'm sure I've shown enough where the, it makes it a question. Where it that's where the question. hang-ups at, between those two guys, you between think? Between those two. I think when we had Kelly, Kelly was like completely out. Like I said, I think it made it easier. I think Robert, Robert Sacre would have made it to me had Kelly still sucked, but <laughs> Kelly has shown something, so you know you don't need Robert Sacre. I think it's the same. Those same three players are gonna get cut: the the the, the um, mm-hmm. Jabari Brown, Frazier, and, and Holmes. And I think Upshaws. Those are my four. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out. We'll find out this next Thursday. Week. Yeah, we'll find out Thursday or before Thursday to see and and uh, we'll we'll hold a little uh, celebration for the winner. <laughs> All right, so you want to take the last shot? The last shot. Uh, I think the last shot for me will be a dunk. A dunk or the dunk? The dunk. The okay. dunk that had me screaming like a girl uh, <laughs> and watching it like 25 times over and over again to see you know, exactly what did I just see. You know the dunk and you out there in uh, podcast land. You gotta know this. You know. If you don't know what we're talking about, the dunk, please go to YouTube and type in Larry Nance Jr. dunk over uh, Azili. Azili, Festus Azili. And you'll find out what, why Marcel screamed like a girl when. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that thing was like, he just kept going up, 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 and then. You could you could read uh, Festus Azili's eyes like, I made a terrible, terrible mistake. Like, why'd I jump up? I might as well just <laughs> contest it now. But, yeah, yeah, I should have just stayed down because that that was crazy. I think a lot of folks are going to get out the way 
when Larry Nice uh, <laughs> goes to the hole and and because uh, because I mean I don't know man that was that was uh, Vince Carter ish. He made a three. He made a, a shot. He was like not terrible. If you play a little D and and dunk, he's gonna be on Sports Center. <laughs> he's Thank gonna be on yeah, highlights. Man. He'll be, be the, he'll be the highlight reel for the Lakers, man. And let's start advocating for him to uh, jump into that dunk contest come uh, February. You know, yeah. All Star break. We'll start putting the we'll start doing a little uh, uh, what you call it a uh, 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 campaign yeah. for him. Yeah. To, Shannon uh, can dunk. What was that they did back in the day? Oh uh, yeah, for uh, yeah for Shannon, Shannon. Brown. It's just unexpected, you know. He's just like Larry, you know. What I mean? <laughs> you know, like, what the hell? And and to see that, that's like I didn't expect that. That would be very fun to watch yeah, him posterize man. people on on the Lakers. We should take a. We should start making a list. Uh, let me write this down real quick. On. Yeah, let me see. Let me write right here. Festus Azili. Festus Azili dunk number one posterize, and we'll just keep a list and and just keep a posterized list yeah. uh, that we'll probably put up on the website of, yeah. <laughs> with a little highlight of all of them. Hopefully we'll create an archive. Of I don't know if Larry, <laughs> Larry is something, you know. But uh, yeah, another thing that happened yesterday was the the, the game got cut short. And, uh, because oh, yeah, that was slippery. odd, huh? That was yeah. kind of crazy, man. But hey, you got you to gotta protect the players, uh, yeah. uh, especially during a preseason game. Yeah. And I heard uh, the Lakers refunded everybody's money. They did? I yeah. didn't know that. that I heard they refunded everybody's money for That's that. That's G'd it, up right there. That's yeah, nice. for that inconvenience. So I guess uh didn't want the fans to be mad. You know, they mm-hmm. only go out there, you know, once a year or whatever. Yeah. So they can afford it. They yeah, they could. They could. It's kind of crazy, though, seeing everybody slipping and sliding, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you, you, you played, I'm sure, on courts. I mean, yeah. like I said, that's no joke, man. You pull a hamstring, pull anything. And they they actually did well with uh, <laughs> that slipping and sliding, falling, you know, letting yourself fall. Don't try to catch yourself. Just fall. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, man. You know, so, but they, they did all right with it. I don't know if they should ever have a game again at that casino why why not have a game at uh, the park? We got a park over here. <laughs> you, know, you gotta have like the right facilities yeah, to man. hold. You gotta accommodate yeah. uh, these professional athletes the right way. I can't imagine why that was happening. Maybe uh, you know somebody forgot to do something and, and they I, found out what it was. I saw the dudes like on the the guys that were doing the floor. Um, they were just kind of sitting there. I gotta get out there every single time. That the, they run down the court, you gotta get out there and make mop sure up, that mop things up drive. that floor every single time. But I just saw them laying back. Now I don't know. Maybe the refs told them not to do that. Maybe that's just not protocol. And maybe I just don't know anything. Maybe but they I, were full off that Valley View Casino buffet. Have you had that thing? That <laughs> oh, thing is delicious, nah, nah, man. man. Lobster, everything. Really? Yeah. So maybe they had a little bit too much. They're like, man, I'm not going out there and mop that. No, nah, I gotta hit that. <laughs> They were probably just like us watching the game, like too caught up uh-huh, in the game yeah. and saying, "Like, damn, look at that dunk." All right, in this uh, segment, we're going to talk about some of the hype that's going on in the NBA, kind of surrounding the Lakers. Uh, we call this segment Hypeline. Hypeline. What we got going this week? This week on Hypeline, uh, we got some discussion about Byron Scott not being the best coach for the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, I see a lot of uh, undertow from the Laker fan base uh, really hating on Byron. Just B. Scott? B. Scott. Not bringing it, BS huh? Yes, and, 
and just really saying that he's an awful, terrible coach. Hmm. And uh, I think Laker fans, to me, are a little spoiled. Little? I remember. Uh, <laughs> I remember way back before this, but uh, let's go back to Dale Harris. You know? Oh man, Dale Harris taking it back. You know, and then it's what? The it, golden era, right? It's golden nineties. We didn't do so well there. Then we got the golden boy, Phil. Okay, right? we got Phil. That was great. That was Late awesome. Nineties. We won a couple of chips. You know, three chips out of that. Went to the finals four times, I think. Yeah. Um. So then we got um, Phil left, and we got Rudy, Rudy Tom. Yeah. And and he could not take the weight there. I mean. He's still with the organization, and but that's limelight or, or something in his personal life or whatever it might have been. He couldn't handle that. So we get Phil back, right? I know, um, what's his name, was in there for a little bit. Um, uh, Kurt, Kurt Rambis? Kurt Rambis. I don't want to forget about him. Um, but uh, uh, Phil comes back. We went out a couple of chips, right? The fans are really spoiled by that. Now, now we have Phil on his last legs in terms of coaching. He doesn't want to go on the road uh, anymore, and he has demands. He has demands. He kind of wants to coach halftime, and uh, we kind of move on from him, and we bring in Mike Brown. Mike Brown, who was an awful coach. I agree. <laughs> he was an awful coach. To me, he was an awful coach. Um, and so we, we let go of him and I think we may still be paying him. Uh, and we get, we get, um, Mike D'Antoni. Now Phil could have came back. I know a lot of you Laker fans didn't want Phil to come back. You wanted Mike D. Yeah, there was, I think there was a a part, there was a a nice chunk of that fan base that Mm -hmm. wanted, uh, uh, Mike D to come in because they were tired of they, yeah, they, yeah they, were, they were tired of Phil coming coming winning championships leaving coming winning championships mm-hmm. for whatever reason maybe because it was already towards the end of his coaching career like mm-hmm. he had these demands his health or his body was kind of limited a little bit so mm-hmm. yeah a good portion of the fan base did want D'Antoni to come in and bring that running gun type of style to, to LA and at the end you all hated Mike D'Antoni. You all like pitchforks wanted to get him out. My pitchfork was because he ran Kobe to the ground, man. He did. He did. And I don't think he was the appropriate coach in terms of having the temperament to work with somebody like Kobe. He didn't have Kobe's ear. And I think it was kind of an, a, a passive-aggressive thing on his part. Throwing up his hands like, okay, Kobe, just go in there. Do whatever. Do whatever. <laughs> do whatever. And running and, and to win some games. And they they did win some games, but he blew out his freaking Achilles. Well, they made the playoffs, right? Because of that sick-ass stretch run that Kobe went mm-hmm. through, and he was just tearing it up yeah. prior to that devastating injury. And, uh, man, balling. Balling. But we wanted to get rid of Mike D'Antoni. So now we got rid of him, and, and actually he left. Right, we didn't fire him. He left because he, the Lakers would not extend him. So we were looking for a coach, and then everybody was like, Byron Scott, you know, would be a good thing. He would be a person that's in the family. Yeah, right? he gets a co-sign from Magic, Worthy, mm-hmm. all these guys, man. The the Bus family, everybody uh, co-signed on him, and I was part of that too. I yeah, was, I was so happy. We had we had the podcast about talking about him. So he has a terrible last season. Kobe's hurt. You know, and we have a whole bunch of one-year contracts. Terrible year. The worst year. Worst year in the Lakers uh, franchise. But we get the second 
pick in the draft. I don't think that was by coincidence. I think, you know, we say that we weren't tanking, but I think it was a stealth tank where, you know, guys were working hard and whatnot. But a lot of times people got hurt uh, or people sat out at weird times, you know. Or there was uh, some substitutions when somebody was getting hot, they'd uh, sit him down. I see that a couple of times. I was like, why did they take him out? Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> exactly. So He might win the game for us. That's why. Yep, yep. And so... You know, Byron had an awful season there. And sometimes people harken back to, well, he had an awful season in Cleveland, too, and they had Kyrie Irving. Well, I can recall Cleveland being high in the draft. So I don't think that they wanted to win either. So my point is the management has uh, their own agendas. And secondly, my second point is that we're spoiled in terms of there is no other Phil Jackson out there. No. There's pop, right? We're not getting Popovich. No. We're not getting Popovich. And I don't see another Popovich around. I don't see one of these young coaches that is a Popovich. Byron is is a okay coach. I see a lot of things from him that I think could be improved. I think he's great in the locker room because he has Kobe's ear and I think he has these young guys' ears. Yeah. But, you know, his X's and O's, his Princeton, I don't think that he adjusts fast enough but he does try to adjust but he doesn't adjust fast enough so what is our alternative what is the coach that we want to get out there what what who do we want to trade byron in and pay him and and not only him but the two mics you know and keep (laughs) on this coaching carousel searching for the next phil jackson i i just don't i just don't uh, see it yeah, man, and and uh, we talked about this, uh, you know, off off the mic about um, coaches getting runs. Coaches nowadays, they come in two, three years. If they don't do, if they don't do nothing, or if they don't show any kind of improvement or any any promise, they're exed. Where like you know, back in the days, coaches would get, you know, six, seven years of coaching, you know, of development and mm-hmm. being with the, you know, creating that uh, that chemistry with the team. So coaches got it got it kind of hard right now you know mm-hmm. especially young coaches you know coming into new you know pop's got san antonio who's going to come in for san antonio after pop mm-hmm. that's you know? a hard thing to follow yeah right? who's going to go in there who what what coach are the san antonio spurs fans going to want you know who's going to fill that that shoe there nobody you know that's going to be a hard hard feel but um getting back to like the the opportunity that these coaches have nowadays is not is not a big opportunity they have to do something they have to do it quick and um Byron has a young squad right now. Kobe's on his way out. Yeah. So he's got like a, a, a whole new chapter. Give the dude his time. Molding 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 these young minds into a, a, a game plan that he has in store for them. I mean look, mm-hmm. coaching wise, he's yeah. been to the finals. As a player he's been to the finals, knows what it knows what it is to win championships. Yeah. And he's had two really good teams. He had uh, New Orleans and he had the Nets. And on whatever you say, whatever caveats you say about that, there's not a lot of guys that have had that success by coincidence. The the third thing I want to say to Laker fans is that we're not winning the championship this year. What? what are you talking we're about? not winning the championship. What? I it's, it's, you know, <laughs> this just in. So why the hell would we fire Byron Scott? Yeah. Why the hell would we change the coach again, you know, what, whatever you want to say about him, I don't think he's the best coach in the NBA. That goes to Popovich. He's the best coach in the NBA right yep. now. I don't think he's the worst coach in the NBA. I'm sure you can name several coaches that are that are not as good as him. And um, so, you know, I think the bottom line is to lay off Byron a little bit. Yeah. Let him, you know, take 
his time with these guys and develop him the best he can. He developed Chris Paul. Um, uh, Jason Kidd was already kind of on his way, but he's shown, uh, you know, he did some work with Kyrie too. He's shown some ability to work with these teams. So let's give the brother a pass a little <laughs> bit, you know. And if he if he sucks, if he sucks, believe me, we will get another coach. He doesn't get forever. Uh, a pass for yeah, the window's very small, man. And and look at the squad he had last year. You can't really base his ability off of that squad. Mm-hmm. Injuries. You're talking about one year contracts. A lot of fluctuation. Going back to like his resume. I mean, you have to take into consideration those years as a player under Pat Riley. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just you know a robot out there. He's soaking up everything. Pat's you know. And if you sit into one of his practices, you'll probably see similarities to Pat Riley's back in the days or something. You know, he takes little nuggets from here and there, just like we all do. Through life, we have our our mentors, or we have people that gives us uh, an experience, or we we go through experiences and we take we take little bits and pieces from everything, and and it, you know we turn out to be the people that we are. Looking at the resume, shoot, man. I I think a lot of people, their criticism is taking that positive and turning it into a negative and just saying, that's not experience, that's just old. You know, he needs to be on this analytics movement. The people bombed on him about that and he said that they're going to do more analytics. People still bombing on him. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, he, he's just, a, he's to me, a, a scapegoat. Byron is... Uh, suitable coach for for the times that we're in right now and he's actually in terms of the the timing of it it is perfect if byron succeeds if he succeeds he will get extensions and he will move along he's at the at the point where if he doesn't succeed you know that that carousel will happen he you know we will get to a certain point and if there's not enough progress we will get another coach. So let's leave him alone right now. Let's let him go. He's off thing. of B. Scott for a minute. Let him do his thing and 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 sh- let the season play out Support so we can him. see. Yeah, you know? man. Let this whole Kobe thing go by too, because mm-hmm. that's a lot of people don't want to admit it, but he is kind of like a, a little um, a little hitch in mm-hmm. the in the in the system right now. You know, is he going to retire? Is he not going to retire? Is he going to be able to play? I mean, they played pretty good without him yesterday. I was looking at how they were just kind of moving and stuff. Not to say that they that they are better without him. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that there's that's going to be the future without Kobe right there. You just got a little glimpse, and and you know once that whole thing passes and Kobe gets, I mean, I'm sorry, not Kobe, but um, Byron Scott gets a hold of this team, gets his his hand on these guys and and molds them into what he wants to do. Uh, then we can start you know, getting on his back if they yeah, suck. Just and let the whole thing work itself out. It's going to work itself out. We had some great things. We don't have a year where it's just going to go into garbage. It's, this is going to be a good year with Kobe, with Byron, with the young guns, with all of these guys. This yeah. is going to be a good development year. Again, we're not winning the championship. But I love that game that happened yesterday against Golden State. I was jumping up and down with the Larry Nance dunk and, <laughs> and the Clarkson dunk and, and the, you know, the way yeah, man, exciting. Uh, Julius was abusing people, um, which we'll talk a little bit more in the next segment. But th- those those things are the developmental pieces that we're going to see. And, you know, Byron is a part of that. Kobe's a part of that. All of these old dudes and these young dudes. It's a nice big pot of gumbo. And let's simmer it and, like, mm. you know, enjoy it. You know? Hungry. Let's not just try to kick out the sausages, and, you know. And just, hey, you're making me hungry. No food references. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From New Orleans. So hey, man. <laughs> big ups to N.O. Hey, um, I had an epiphany. Okay. B. Scott, Coach of the Year. I don't know. Not this year. Next not year. Not next year. Okay. 
But these young guys are going to get them that, that, that honor right there. I so the pivot, so. you heard it here first. Um, All right, All right. we got it. Purple down. and Gold Frames Podcast. <laughs> All right, let's get into this segment called Young Guns. It's uh, self-explanatory. We're talking about these young cats on the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, for this uh, week's segment, we're going to be talking about Randall, Nance, and Clarkson. Cool. All right, let's start off with Randall. What What are your takes on this young, budding superstar? Well, you know, before preseason started, the question was, would Julius Randall Randall start? But seeing him those first couple of games, I think he solidified starting. He's he ready. Soli- he solidified starting. But now seeing him. Uh, take it to Jermon Green. Jermon Green, you know, and and just seeing his, the consistency of his game, this dude could be one of the you know one of the highlights of the NBA. No this doubt, dude man. could be one of the better players. No doubt, in he's the NBA. he's showing. You look at him when he's on the floor. There ain't nobody. There's nobody like him right there. Mm-hmm. You see him against these teams. There's nobody like him. Dude's just a beast. He's a pogo stick. He's a ball handler. He's a you know everything. He he has a whole. Granted, it's not. Uh, it's not how do you say finished product? It's yet. not finished product. He's still rough. Let's grade him in, at the break. You know, see mm-hmm. where see where he's at from now until the break. And but I see uh, I see a lot of good qualities from that young man. And and uh, like I said, man, that's 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 an all star right there. Yeah, I mean, he was making that jump shot yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, and um, I think it's just his overall game. The only thing I saw that was a little concerning is that he's been getting into foul trouble, oh, and yeah, I've yeah. seen I've seen that kind of uh, over several games. And I hope that that's not that's not an issue. I mean, defensively, you know, he's trying. He's a, he's a, he's he's a body out there. Last night, at least, Byron got them to you know have better rotations to 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 to, to back up Hibbert. Uh-huh. Um, so and, and you know Julius Julius was a part of that. So you know defensively, I think he's making that progression. I don't think we need him to be the super defensive stopper. You know he he provides too much offensively, uh, but if he can be a good defender. That would be good for us. Dude's a beast, man. Beast mode. He's he's a rookie. He's gonna get those fouls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. That's just that that comes with the territory. But that's something that's I think that he could handle or manage. Mm-hmm. If not, Byron can manage. You know, pulling him out or yeah. you know him on the bench stewing. He's gonna be like, all right, I'm not gonna act that crazy or foul that much. Yeah. Um, and he did a, did a good job that one game. Was it Sacramento? Um, foul trouble. Foul trouble. But he came. Out after that, and still, you know, was very, very, very effective. A great, great uh, showing by this young man, Julius Randle. He uh, continues to amaze us every every showing. Uh, consistent, consistent, He's consistently, a very good player. Not one where he just kind of disappears and he's going to make it make himself make known you saw the little chippiness between him and Jermaine saying he can't love guard it. me or whatever he said loving and it I, I love that uh, that attitude and it's going to be cool you know when they when they play again let's move on to Nance Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nice Larry Nice what what 
Well, let me tell you what I seen. Okay. I seen a dunk. I don't know. I don't even know the word for that. That was that was just nasty. Nasty. Uh, Larry Nasty. I don't know. Larry Nice. <laughs> Larry Nasty. Larry Nice. I don't know, man. We got to put that to the people. See what uh, they yeah, like. Boy. But I mean, athletic, mm-hmm. active, young, could attack. He's a good little uh, a good little uh, what do you call it? Spark plug to put in there off the bench, giving you a couple minutes of boards and. Uh, Maybe some defensive blocks and and also some slamajamas on people. I don't know about his game yet. I really do not yeah, know it's hard. what to expect from him. Yesterday he showed that he has some things to show, but forget all of that. I just want to see him dunk again. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I'm glad we have somebody. You know, you're watching these games, and you know it's great to see you know yeah, giving man. goals, you know picking rolls and all. But seeing somebody dunk like that, that's I mean, that's like Vince Carterish. That th- those are. Get you off your seat. Get the blood going. Like, damn. Hell yeah, that pumps up the crowd. That yeah. pumps up your squad. That just gets everybody hyped and demoralizes the other team. Mm-hmm. Got like, a little Blake Griffin. You know? pick, pick yourself up, you know? Mm-hmm. You just got slammed on. You got to pick yourself up, man. It's like, shh. But let's, what do you say about uh, starting a campaign to get Larry Nasty in, in the dunk contest this year? Yeah, definitely. definitely Start definitely. promoting that and getting people to vote for that or get... Get the league, get the league's eyes on this, or or let's do a. Uh, I think he's campaigning himself. <laughs> I think I think he done he done a, a, a very good job in uh, promoting himself with that dunk because that the dunk, dunk that the the dunk is is going to um, I'm sure all of the he let players, the world know right he let the world world know if he do a couple more a couple more of those. I don't think we would have to campaign that hard for him to be <laughs> in the dunk contest. So um, yeah, but man. that that's just kind of like eye candy. It's kind of like uh, you know, I, I still want to see his game. He 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 did show some things, like I said yesterday. But again, just from just just that Sports Center sort of. Hey man, uh, without that dunk, does 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 Nance get on the Young Guns segment? No, no. It's, 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 it's all about one dunk. It's not that three-pointer he made or the little turnaround J or hook shot that he made. It's that dunk. Everybody's yeah. talking about it, man. Yeah. I was out at the park today. People talking about it. They're yeah. like, you see that dunk? I saw the dunk. I saw the dunk. So More uh, of that, Larry Nasty, please. Yeah, More. Larry. <laughs> Let's move on to your man, J.C. Jesus Christ, man! That 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 guy. I don't want. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but it's just that <laughs> dude is like um, a, blessing. a blessing. He's just been a blessing to be that low of a pick, and to do what he's doing. When he played against um, the MVP last night, you know he still was holding his own. He was yeah, taking man. taking uh, Steph to the hole. Shoot, he had a dunk. Yeah, he had a, a putback dunk, and um, you know he's got a great mid mid range floater floater game. He's he's hitting some threes. He's just he's doing footwork, footwork all all around. I I don't know about assists, but he you know he's he's nah. he's he's fine with the assists. I yeah, guess. we don't need him to assist. We got other people mm-hmm. to assist. Attack man, just be that one, uh, the the slasher type player where he just goes to the rim and he has the he has a couple moves out there to give him mm-hmm. to get him that that space or that that gap where he could just get in there. Um, he I, does a little bully. He does a little bully thing too, where he where he gets kind of a step on a guy, and he will put that arm out just a little bit and go to his uh, his stomach or inside, and he can he has enough strength space. enough strength to come back and go up and, and get the ball in. So he's strong. He's strong. So I mean, I'm and sorry. he's fast. Yeah, yeah, super fast. And uh, 
that guy too. I mean, these young guys are man. It's, it's a beautiful thing to see them developing and each game getting that confidence. And I think that's the most part is to have that confidence and that consistency to uh, to 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 just develop into these these young studs, man. They're mm-hmm. they're they're on their way. And with B. Scott at the helm, shoot, you know, we don't know we don't know how what's the lim- what's the ceiling on these guys. What mm-hmm. you know, where's their limitations? Yeah, we got like a lot of things to work with. I mean, it's just it's just fun to watch, and and especially the the position that we're in, and with all things going our way, you know, having a shot at the playoffs, you know, uh, being in this this situation, you want to have these kinds of guys out there that you can root for and that you can see their development. You know, we could be in a lot worse of a situation. All these teams have to rebuild. Everything we're not immune to it, and I don't think uh, you know we want to be immune to it. I mean, it's it's just a fact of the matter. You have to re, you have to rebuild. We re, rebuilt after the Showtime era. We, you know, um, we had to kind of retool and rebuild mm-hmm. after the Shaq era. You know, yep. and and now we're in the process of rebuilding after you know the Kobe Gasol, Lamar Odom. Um, Era. So um, and it's 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 uh, fun to see. Yeah, it's a, it's it's the whole evolution of a of a um, organization, right? You got these these moments in time where you have to bring in new new blood, but I think with the Lakers, that philosophy is is the same as it was when you know Magic came. You know, they got Kareem. You know, they got Magic. They they pull that trade off. Mm-hmm. They got Kobe. They you know they got Shaq. They pulled that trade off, and and it's it's the philosophy of the of the organization, and they they just have to evolve. There's an evolution with uh, you know like everything else in this world is changing quick, and they're doing. I think they're on it, man. You know it, it seemed a little it seemed a little scary. Uh-huh. You know when when uh, Doctor Buss passed, and there was like this. Uh, void, you know. There's this kind of time where, like, wow, you know, what's happening and what's gonna, how, what's the future of the organization looking like? And only time could tell. And right now, we're we're in a situation where we're seeing it unfold slowly, slowly but surely. It's starting to unfold, and I'm very um, secure in these young guys right now. Yeah. So uh, that's the young guns. That's the young guns. All right, that brings us to the golden ticket matchup of the week. Yeah. We got two games, only two games this week. Okay. Uh, to wrap up uh, preseason, Portland and Golden State. I think uh, the rematch of Golden State is is a very, very intriguing uh, game. Matchup. Yeah, what about you? No doubt, man. Golden State rematch is, first of all, they didn't get to finish the game, so mm-hmm. it's unfinished business. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, the little smack talk between uh, Draymond Green and, and Julius, Julius Randle, which was nice to see uh, some fire some fire and mm-hmm. some get-up on these young guys. Uh, that's going to be very nice to see. Even Steph against Jordan, because Jordan you know, was holding his own. And I want to see how Steph comes back, because I think we... I don't want to say smacked them a little bit, but uh, I, think they, I think their eyes are going to be a little bit more open. 
Um, because I think they came out a little bit lackadaisical against us, to be honest. Golden and State? Golden State yeah. against us. Like, oh, you know, it's the Lakers. You know, they got a whole bunch of... They're the rookies. champs, man. They yeah. got to walk with... They got to come in walk like that. Like, yeah, like, yeah, these guys, they're not going to do nothing to us because we're the, uh, the champs. And... Uh, we're not going to have any of that. And even if we do lose, who cares? Because it's preseason and we're the champs. <laughs> exactly. But uh, we we uh, held our own. Yeah. We we didn't uh, stand for that. So Thompson wasn't there, and you know, for the personal reasons uh, and whatnot. So I hope he's back in, in good spirits because I want to see. We got a good little matchup. We should have a full contingent of... The, the squad because that's the last game so we should have a I good I don't know if Kobe might play you think Kobe played that last yeah, game? Yeah I think so because I think he didn't play this this last game and, and he's I think out for Monday tomorrow. He, he is out for Monday? Yeah he's not going to be playing until they said possibly until the next oh, until really? the home opener but oh, wow. I didn't, he might want to get this one under his belt just to get geared up for that that Yeah I thought I, th- I thought I thought he would do uh, the last two in any case, it'll still be good to have all of those guys on Golden State against you know our yeah. guys because I think even without Kobe, we match up very, very, very well. These these little one on one sort of battles yeah. are, are are cool and interesting to see. I'm looking forward to it, man. That's the golden, definitely the golden ticket matchup of the week. Do you think the Lakers win or lose? I actually think the Lakers win. Uh, just because um, I don't think Golden State will take it as seriously. I don't think uh, they're going to pull out all the stops to sort of to sort of win the game, whereas the Lakers are going to be playing the dudes, yeah. and they're going to be trying to, you know... Um, Set that momentum for yeah. that home opener against the Minnesota Timberwolves yeah. and Carl Anthony Towns and company. Yeah, it'll mean more to the Lakers. I, you know, that's that. You know, like I said, it could go either way, obviously. It could go either way, but... Um, yeah, I think the Lakers are gonna win mm-hmm. for the simple fact, like how you said, they're gonna get, uh, they're gonna try to get these young guys involved. Uh, the cuts will be made by then, I assume, and so they're gonna have what they got. This is mm-hmm. what they're gonna be rolling with. Mm-hmm. So I think this would be the perfect time to showcase uh, or get into the mode of rotations and, mm-hmm. and who's gonna be playing what, and you know how everything is gonna kind of pan out in that home opener. So this is kind of like the. What do you call it, like uh, uh, intro mm-hmm. until they get into that first track? So I mean, it it it, it was definitely fun watching that game. I much more than uh, Sacramento. It was kind of like a muddling sort of game. Um, and Portland, you know, I haven't seen Portland this preseason. I know they're on the rebu- rebuilding route, and uh, you know, uh, the the Lakers just didn't seem seemed like they took that Sacramento game as seriously. It was around the time where Lamar Odom, you know, that, that whole yeah. thing started to happen. So I don't know how much it, it was. I don't know the reasons behind the way they played, the way they played, but that Golden State game was was fire. Probably one of the one of the more entertaining ones of the preseason. Yeah, that was fire. So, you know, Portland will be interesting too to see that. But uh, no, definitely the, the golden ticket matchup goes to Golden State, and that wraps up another purple and gold frames podcast episode number four. Tune in next week when we preview the opener against Minnesota Timberwolves. That's going to be very exciting, don't you think? Yeah, get into the games that count and look at uh, Towns and uh, against uh, Rand- D Russ, D Russ, Randall, all of these guys. Number one and number two, and then. Uh, 
we uh, we're gonna get into some other goodies this this month regarding uh, all NBA stuff. Please uh, check us out at purpleandgoldframes.com and also at purpleandgoldframes.com. If uh, you have any comments or insight, please do not hesitate to leave us a note and we'll look those over and, and possibly comment on that on our podcast as well. Yeah, we're always looking for feedback, um, good or bad, ugly. Uh, so, uh, you know, we enjoy doing this. This is a, a passion of ours, so I'm sure it's a passion of yours if, you, if you're listening to it. So share, share the love and... Uh, Share whatever you got, and um, we look forward to hearing from you. I'm Laker Lou, he's Marcel, and we're out.